Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. From our hymn, Now to my Father I depart from earth to heaven ascending, and heavenly wisdom to impart the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit sending. In comfort he will in trouble he will comfort you and teach you always to be true and into truth shall guide you. That is not necessarily Holy Scripture. In fact, it's not Holy Scripture, but it does speak back what Scripture does say. And thankfully, it's very comforting, especially for someone like me who not only has a stutter, I know I talk about that a lot, but it helps me get over it. So I'm just going to say it one time right now. I have a stutter. Not only that, uh, my voice is not quite 100% yet, Um, and that's from being sick a couple weeks ago, and it's just amazing how these things drag on, but they also act as a hindrance our sinful flesh holds on to, to say, oh, well, I'm not quite up to par to do the things I've been called to do, which is to speak God's word. And that's not something that is just given to pastors to do, speak God's word. We are all to speak the truth, of God's word to all people, especially to those that are nearest to us. We are called as a royal priesthood to be the ones that bear the image of Christ to all people. We're not all called to go to foreign lands. We are called to be Christ to those that are right next to us those that are near, primarily in our own households and then to our neighbors that are closest to us, and then maybe out to far off lands. But first and foremost, those around us need to know about Christ if they don't already, and if they do, that's not an excuse not to talk about it, right? We all need to be reminded of what God has done, the wonderful things that he has done. And the great thing about saying all these things to people is that we are not alone when we say them. I am not alone as I stand here preaching to you today. I don't mean that I'm here preaching to y'all. I mean that I'm not alone in saying what I'm saying, that the Holy Spirit is comforting me as I speak. Because what I have to speak usually is not something I necessarily want to say. I don't necessarily want to say something that might convict you. I don't necessarily want to be the one to tell you that you are a sinner, that you have fallen short, that you by yourself are not good in God's eyes. I want to be y'all's friend. (laughs) I want y'all to get along with me, and so to say these things is a hard thing sometimes, in fact, most of the time, and I don't say them lightly, but the Holy Spirit thankfully comforts me. And this is what Jesus promises all of us that He sends that paraclete, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the one who guides us into all truth. And He has a job to do, He is active in this world through us, that God works through means, and we oftentimes are the means, in fact, we are the primary means 
by which he works. And again, you are not alone in this task. Because the work of of the paraclete, which, by the way, I I really wish that they would just trans, uh, not translate, but transliterate that word from the Greek, the paraclete, not just the helper, not just the advocate, not just the comforter, because the paraclete incorporates all those things. We sing about the paraclete in hymns. Maybe we should bring it back as a regular word we speak in church. So I'll start now. The paraclete is the one who comes and helps us. The paraclete is the Holy Spirit. And his work is twofold. And all of that work depends all on him. That's something very important to keep in mind. Because the first half of his work, according to what Christ says in John, in John, John 16, is that he directs his activity toward the world that he comes to convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in Christ. Concerning righteousness, because Christ goes to the Father. And concerning judgment, because, because the ruler of this world, that is the devil, has been judged. That through us, We are to go out and the Holy Spirit through us is to work and he is the one who convicts. We do not convict. The Holy Spirit does through his word. We just happen to be the means by which that word is proclaimed. And so what the Holy Spirit does is actually a big mystery. We cannot say for sure Who will be convicted concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment? We cannot say for sure who will be given a blessing in this by being contrite and sorrowful for their sin. And we can't tell who will be hardened because of that proclamation. All we are given to do is to speak and to speak freely and joyfully and patiently and kindly with self-control knowing that all we are given to do is to just speak the word of God. You're a sinner. Christ has died for you. You have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Christ has shed his blood for you. It's that simple. And how often do we complicate these things? Of course, we should be prepared when we go out and speak God's word. We shouldn't just think, you know, that once we're baptized and we go to maybe like one or two Bible classes, we're ready to just go and have it out with anybody, we need to be prepared. The Word needs to dwell within us richly because that's how the Spirit works. So there is something to be said for preparation, but that preparation ensures that we will not be worried about what we will say. That preparation, which again is a work of the Holy Spirit, is what will help us because he prepares us. So that when we speak concerning sin, because the world does not have faith in Christ, 
that when we speak concerning righteousness for those who uh, for those who are contrite and sorrowful in heart of their sin, to trust in Christ because he goes to his Father. And then for those who are sorrowful and saying, what am I supposed to do? If what you say is true and the Holy Spirit convicts me of my sin, how am I not to be judged? We convict, or The Holy Spirit convicts them through us by saying, fear not, the ruler of this world is judged. Satan is trampled down and you have comfort by Christ himself, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. It's simply amazing what the Holy Spirit can do. And yet, how much sorrow do we have over the possibility of talking about Christ with other people? How much fear and trembling do we have when something comes up and we have the opportunity to speak And more often than not, our sinful flesh holds us back because we're fearful of um, rejection, persecution, someone simply saying no. But the great thing is, is that while one half of the paraclete's work is toward the world, the other half is toward you, his faithful, uh, the faithful, excuse me, the faithful disciples of Christ that with you, he abides, that he will guide you into all truth. And by that, I mean the truth with a capital T, that is the word made flesh, Christ himself. Jesus, in his high priestly prayer, uh, says to his father, sanctify them in your truth, your word is truth. We are sanctified when we come to church when we read our Bibles, when we hear the word of God, even if it's by our own lips, when we sit and read our Bibles out loud or just quietly to ourselves, the Holy Spirit does his work. He is strengthening us. He is guiding us into all truth. He is is getting us ready for whatever battles we might face, even if that battle is surely, is surely a, is surely a, a defensive one, because more often than not, we are simply called to hold the line, to hold to the truth of what God speaks, so that when someone tries to break through that line and say what is not true about God, we are there ready to say with the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, to say, that's not true. This is what's true. God's word is truth, and he does not lie, whatever that may be. So the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth, and he takes what is Christ's, and he declares it to you. He grants it to you for Christ's sake. And what is Christ's? It is not something that perishes. It's not something that rusts or rots or falls away. What is Christ's is life, but the abundant life, that life that lasts forever, that cannot be stolen away from you, that is yours because Christ has won it surely for you by his blood shed on the cross. That he takes what is Christ's and declares it to you. And as James says, that every good 
and every perfect gift. That every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. That the Father gives his gifts freely, and the Holy Spirit is the one who brings them to us. That when we hear of God's word, we are strengthened. And by means of the word, he brings that holy wisdom, especially in matters of speaking his word. As James says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. The word does it all. The spirit does it all by means of that word. And of course, we cannot talk about the word without speaking about the word made flesh. That here we gather to hear that proclaimed word to you so that you would be saved, so that you would know what God has done for you through Jesus Christ, so that you would know that though Christ had died, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Snuck that in there. I was seeing if y'all are awake. It's good. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. You know these things to be true because the Holy Spirit convicts you to know it. He brings you to faith. He comforts you. He sustains you. He strengthens you by means of that word that is spoken, the word that is added to the water in your holy baptism, the word that proclaims, this is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for the forgiveness of your sins. By means of this word, that is Christ, the Holy Spirit helps you. He is, he is, he is your helper, your comforter, and the advocate that you need in this hostile world to endure all that would come. For what is the worst thing that could happen to you when you share faith? I think I said this at Bible study this morning. What's the worst thing that could happen to you? you? That you say to someone, yeah, come to church with me. Come to Bible study. Hey, you know what? Uh, I have a group of friends. We just kind of talk about the Bible sometime. Maybe you should come. Well, what's the worst thing they could say? The worst thing's not no. The worst thing they could do is kill you. Think about it. The worst thing you could do is die. And yet Christ has made that a way for you to be with him forever. So when it comes to saying, come join me, come and see what God has done, come and hear and receive the blessings of God, the worst thing they could do is kill you. And so in that light, them saying no thanks is not that big of a deal. So may God strengthen you with this truth. May he guide you into all the truth of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.